0: Welcome to New Zealand Vegan Podcast, episode 34. I'm your host, Elizabeth Collins, and today I have another special guest on the show, and I'm going to let him introduce himself. Welcome to the show, Francis.
1: Hi, Elizabeth. Hi, everyone that's listening. Uh, my name is Francis. I, I'm a coordinator for Animal Liberation Youth Victoria in Australia, and we are an abolitionist vegan animal rights group, and we do a lot of vegan education and um, we also are involved in open rescues uh, etc.
0: That's wonderful So I did know um, I did know a little bit about um, about it and I must say it's wonderful to find um, other abolitionists especially and um, our neighbors down under and especially more than three or four. Um, How how many, I mean, approximately are you that are really pushing, um, you know, that really actually do vegan education and and support abolition? Do you have a ballpark figure?
1: Um, Well, we have about 800 members, but we've been around for 30 years and we haven't always been abolitionists, so, you know, for a while, well, I only got involved this year, but it's been going since 1978, and um, sort of built up since then. And we're, it's like the biggest um, organization in Victoria. And knowing what I know now, and, and thinking the way I think now, I th- it's just it's really good that they are an abolitionist organization now. I got involved at the start of at the start of this year, and I've met about about twenty people that are, are really into it and into doing the vegan education and the demonstrations and everything and that are vegan so there's about 20 um, people you know pushing the line but there's a there's a lot of other people that are willing to come out and, and and help out even if they're they're not vegan themselves but they're they're on the way to be and they're trying to be yeah
0: okay and uh, so but you obviously educate these people and say look you know veganism's the way to go so um, so they are so they're actually they're actually um, supporting veganism and they know why they're supporting veganism but they're just in the middle of making the transition physically in their lives
1: yeah that's exactly it um, we did a, a KFC demonstration I can send you some photos actually and um, we it was just after the swine flu outbreak and we were talking about intensive farming and how it breeds disease and whatever and about the cruelty of kFC but we don't, um, you know. Obviously, we don't hand out leaflets and say, you know, gas to chickens rather than um, rather than do the slit their throats. Obviously, that's not what we're about. We say, you know, go vegan. And we had people wearing biosuits just to, to to draw attention to the the disease issue. And on on the um, front, we had, um, I think there were eight. Yeah, there were eight because it spelled out KFC kills on the back. I think that's it. And anyway, and on the front we also had um, vegan in, in big letters written on each suit. But half the people, I probably shouldn't tell you this actually, but half the people in that suit weren't, you know, they weren't vegan, but they were very much wanting to get to that stage and um, and definitely wanted to fight and encourage other people to go vegan.
0: Okay. All right. Well, that's – um. That's something I didn't know. Um, that's interesting. Um, so, um, I mean, I'm not really quite sure uh, how you can be wanting so badly to go vegan and not quite be there. But, but you no. see, that I'm not being, I'm not being um, facetious here. So everybody's individual experience is different. So as long, you know, I'm all for, I know that people take their own time, but I think it's fantastic that these people are at least involved with people who are pointing the way and saying, look, this is where you need to get to, and this is how to get there, and um, let's do it, rather than saying, well, it's okay to be a vegetarian, that's all good. Um, So as long as they're getting the unequivocal vegan message, they can't help but go vegan, in my opinion, especially if they're already interested in helping animals, especially if they care enough to go out there and do these things. So yeah, I'm not uh, making... Making a judgment call on that at all? I, I understand that you guys are abolitionists, and um, there you go. That just goes to show. You see, people have this mistaken idea that we're just these um, elitists, and it's actually the exact opposite. There's nothing about elitism, and um, the fact that um, you know we don't, you know, we're just honest. So exactly. that's all it is. So if you want to help us, we're going to be honest with you and say thank you for helping us hand out these p- pamphlets. By the way, this applies to you too. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's like they'll come to us and they say, okay, I, I'm vegetarian or whatever, and they say, oh, I really want to help animals. And we say, well, first of all, the best thing you can do to help animals is, is to go vegan yourself. And, um, you know, we can't force them to go vegan or anything. But, the, you know, they'll, they're perfectly willing to stand there and hand out the literature. And I, I guess it's uh, – anyway, um, you said this in one of your earlier podcasts to the, um, the student, I think he's in Auckland. William. Yeah. Yes, with the shoes. Yes. And, um, yeah, you said he should start up a vegan sort of club, society at his school, and obviously not exclude um, non-vegans. Well, because no, because just, then there would yeah, be nobody. Exactly. Exact, <laughs> so you sort of you just try and involve everyone you can. Yeah. Um, but just keep keep pushing the the, the message. The message. The message.
0: Yeah. yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so um, can you just tell me a little bit more about how you um found out about Animal Liberation Victoria? I'm ashamed to uh, say, and I constantly use this as an excuse, but <laughs> I'm very much still discovering um this entire uh, uh, concept of 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 what we're doing, I wasn't even a vegan less than two years ago, let alone a vegetarian. Well, I thought I was a vegetarian, but bottom line is I had vaguely heard that there was, I'm still getting used to even doing internet searches for this stuff. And I had heard when I went to a safe meeting here and I was talking about um, Gary Francione and everybody was um, like, either they like, we haven't heard of him or, or he's too radical. And I thought, oh boy, I can't be here anymore. There was a guy who said, well, there's this group in Australia and they promote abolition. And I was like, who and it must have been you guys so um so can you tell me how you found them
1: how i feel, okay um well i went i went vegan about two and a half years ago um and i because what happened I'll just, I'll just quickly
0: no I'd love tell to hear story your story I would love to hear your story yeah. and you don't have to be quick about it at all it's okay. going to be great all right.
1: So basically, I, I'd been I'd been around like my aunt's a vegetarian, and I, I'd been around and I'd known you know it was possible, but I'd always sort of you know taken it for granted that it was okay, and I'd never really thought about eating meat properly for some reason. I think my mum actually tried to stop my aunt talking to me about the issue because she didn't want to have to deal with having a vegetarian kid, but you know whatever, um, and so I. When I first, I started getting into music a lot and particularly a band called The Pretenders, you've probably heard of them. And Chrissy Hind, who's the lead singer, is very much into um well she's 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 vegan and yeah. And she would always um talk about it on these interviews that I'd watch. And I and then I'd think about it and I'd sort of say like, oh the yeah, that, that really makes sense. Um but then, then I'd sort of say to my to my mom or to myself, you know, I'll just do it when I move out of home. I'll just do it when I move out of home, and then I won't be buying the meat. And then I sort of realised, well, that's not really an excuse because it's just mum buying it for me. Um, and and then I remember this distinctly. Like I was sitting down, and I was having having shepherd's pie, like beef mince shepherd's pie. And I just started. I just thought, hang on a sec, what? What is it that I'm eating? Like it, it's a minced, it's minced cow flesh. Uh, and as soon as that came into my mind, I, I just took it back into the kitchen and said, "I, I, like I can't do this anymore." Yay. Um, yeah. Yeah, because you, you just, who wants to do that? Um, and then I, my mum was sort of worried about the nutrition aspect because she wasn't that well informed about it. And like all the myths that are out there, you know, propagated by. The industry and just the fact that they've been doing it for so long and that it is so pervasive within our culture, especially in Australia. I don't know if it's like this in... I think it probably is because yeah. you have dairy.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah this is very, like, you know, football, sports um, culture and, you know, go to the footy and have meat pie and, and we've got Australia Day. Um, I don't know if you know much about Australia Day. No. It's to celebrate... Um, I think it's. I think it's. um, It's got something to do with European colonization of Australia, which was basically uh, genocide of of the Indigenous Australians. And for some reason, we celebrate that. Um, (laughs) Got this ex-football player, which and this is again related to a talk that I went to recently by a woman called Carol Adams. I don't know if you've heard of her. She's. She wrote a book called *The Sexual Politics of Meat*. She's a, a feminist. Uh, feminist vegan, feminist abolitionist vegan. I, I, I hope. Okay. Uh, anyway, so this ex-football player is always on TV and he's always on ads and he's like, you know what? Like, eat lamb on Australia Day. Real Australians eat lamb and he, and he bashes um, tofu eaters and says it's, it's Australia's making him sick because we're not eating lamb. And it just makes sense and it, it's just so pervasive. Um, so back to <laughs> my story. Um. So mum was uninformed about that. She wanted me to go to the doctor, um, a nutritionist, just to talk about it and see what I should be doing. And as soon as I went to the doctor and, and said, I'm, I want to go vegetarian, he was a bit a bit iffy about it because he was also, you know, he just lived as part of an unthinking, unaware society. And as, but as soon as I said, I wanted to go vegetarian, there's no way you're talking me out of it. He said, well, you know what? You may as well drop dairy and eggs as well because that they're just as bad. They're, they're not good for you.
0: Um, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Did you hear that world? Did you exactly hear that world?
1: Happened. I walked out of that. And I'm just like, see you mom. <laughs> <And> <laughs> that's
0: and great. So
1: that was only about two, a little while after I went vegetarian. And so then I was vegan. And and then I just learnt more.
0: Oh, that's really yeah. cool. And the,
1: the, the same thing happened. I had a I had a rash at the start of this year and I went to see one of the the top dermatologists who somehow I had a connection with. um, And, of course, I went with my mother and and she says, um, you know, the first thing she says is it's not, you know, like he's he's stressed, he's just finished school and he doesn't know what to do or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's, you know, he's vegan. (laughs) That's got something to do with it, right? And he says, oh, I don't think so. I mean, dairy is probably the best. Giving up dairy is probably the best thing you can do for your skin. And this is, this is the top – he does research for Melbourne University, top dermatologist saying, you know, give up dairy. It's bad for
0: you. I love it. Me I too. I love it. That's so great.
1: Yeah. And
0: oh, cool.
1: And so then um, I also met a very good friend of mine who's now a very good friend of mine, a girl called Zoe. And she was vegetarian and I, and she became vegan as well quite soon after she met me. And, um, after a couple of months of that, we started getting really sort of frustrated and, and really eager to, to go out there and do stuff as far as, you know, furthering, for, furthering the a vegan world. Um, and that there wasn't an awful lot to do last year. I think last year was quite a slow year for um, animals in Australia, in, in, at least in Melbourne. But then at the start of this year, Zoe was doing her um, VCE photography assignment, and her theme was um, hu- human-non-human interaction. So she got in contact with uh, ALV, who she just found on the website, um, and uh, her name Patty Patty Mark, who's the founder and president, said, "Why don't you just come over to my house and, and take photos of all the rescued animals that we have here?" And this, she lives in a like an inner suburban area of Melbourne. She's got 36, 34 animals, res- all rescued animals, living with her. And yeah, and so we, we went over there, and, and that night I actually went on the open rescue. And from then on, I think that, that week we came back to see the chickens that we rescued a few times. And she said, do you guys want to coordinate Animal Liberation Youth? And we said, sure, like, let's get stuff happening. And since then we've done demonstrations and stalls. And um, yeah, that's that's basically how I got involved with it.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So you're actually the coordinator for that branch of, well, I would say the youth, the youth division, the youth, like, yeah, yeah okay, oh, that's awesome. And so you're going out there and, um.
1: But to talk, me, it's me and three, four others.
0: Okay, yeah. okay. And that's been, and so you're, so you kind of started a new thing, what did you, or was it already in existence, the youth, the youth, um,
1: uh, Yeah, it was sort of in existence, but it, it, it hadn't really taken off yet, And so we sort of propelled it into, you know, um, making it more active.
0: Making it more active. So now as a person who's new and who's trying to do the same thing that you're doing except in New Zealand, and that is set up stalls and get more people. I mean, I'll do it. Me and William are going to do it until – I'm going to do it until he buries me, and then he's going to do it until he dies. (laughs) (laughs) So apart from that, um, if we do manage to get some people, how do you find the general – because I think that Australia and New Zealand are quite similar – uh, cultures and there's a huge amount of farming and I mean I know everywhere in the world there's animal culture and there's, and there's farming but we have these really macho societies where it's really important to be so tough yeah. and not only um, and I know this happens in America and England as well and places but it's really pervasive here I mean veganism is just not big in either I mean am I wrong that veganism is not big in Australia I could be wrong
1: I think it's, it's, um, it's it, this could be me um. Sort of just digging deeper into the scene, yeah. but since I since I went vegan, I have noticed it gets more publication in the papers, and, and there are more people talking about it, and there are more people aware of it. And I, I think that is it. like, especially in the last five or ten years, I think, like there, are, it's really, it's really come up. Like I told you, that we were in the paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah like this this just it was the food section like a really the ages food section called epicure which is like you know like all the foodies in melbourne read it and there was this big double page spread called why Is the new fur and we um he interviewed patty um and she spoke a lot about dairy and he also spoke to me about uh, a campaign that we've come up with called slap the butcher which is non-violent don't worry uh, where it's a non-violent organization. And well, it
0: wouldn't be abolitionist yeah. if it wasn't. But what was the first it's, word? Yeah. I missed it, I've been in New York too long. What, the butcher?
1: Slap the butcher. Oh,
0: slap the butcher, got it, okay. Yes,
1: um, so it, it's a, I'm not sure if you got it in New Zealand, but there was this TV show called Summer Heights High, and there was this drama teacher in the, in the show, it was about a high school, and he played this game with his students called Slap the Butcher, and it was very, very popular here with young people and so I, I thought you know like let's call let's call the campaign stop the butcher and so what we do is we go to butchers all around melbourne or, or meat outlets all around melbourne and we just stand peacefully out the front and talk to people and distribute um books about uh, leaflets about veganism uh, and talk about the environmental impacts the health impacts and most importantly we talk about you know the animal impact what it what it does to animals
0: oh my goodness you guys are outside the butchers' shops. So I'm too scared to even go yeah. to the farmer's markets and you're standing <laughs> in front of the butchers and how are the butchers taking it? Do they know what you're well, doing? Do they come out and say, can I see what you're handing out? Or
1: um, Well, <laughs> I think this is what um, a year and a half or two years of, of not doing any, any activism will do to you. Like once you get the chance or once you get the idea and, and the resources, you just think, I'm going to do anything. Um, so... The first time we did it, it was just it was just me and Zoe, and we did it in um, in the the shopping strip of, of my suburb, and um, <laughs> the butcher actually came out because we also had a, a placard. We not you know we just had it there to, to draw attention to ourselves, and it, it, um, it you know it said go vegan, and, and there was a picture of a cow, slaughter, a slaughtered cow. But you know this is in front of a window with legs and, and rib cages and, and and everything else, and the butcher actually comes and this is actually really funny in a very very sad way, but he and it's a perfect example of moral schizophrenia. He comes out and he he looks at the, at the picture that we 're holding on, and he says, "You know what this this is offensive this is offensive <laughs> this is really disgusting and we, and we say. Yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, yes, it is. We agree with you totally. And he says, "You can't do this out the front of my shop." And we say, "Well, we can, because it's a it, you know right to protest." And and we and then we explain, you know, like what's the difference between this and and the legs that you're you've got displayed in your windowsill and, and the ribs. And he says, "Oh, don't be stupid! Don't be stupid! Don't be stupid!" Because it, it doesn't. It won't. It, it, I think like you, anyone that talks to other people that aren't vegan or aren't aware will just. They've got this barrier. And it, even, no matter what you say to some people, some people it's the total opposite, but they, they've got this barrier. And you can say anything to them and you can, you can talk nicely and you can have a logical discussion. But if you say something and you ask them a question, like, what's the difference between this picture of a slaughtered cow and the, the real, you know, but a different part of the body? The the real thing in your window, and they'll just he he just said, don't be stupid.
0: Well, the the difference is he's not making money off the one that you're showing, and in fact he you know he may you know his business uh, you know may be affected. Um, but that's a great story. So I'm sorry to interrupt. So what what how did it
1: uh... how did it, it um it actually even gets funnier. Oh goodness. It?
0: Goodness um, me.
1: He went back inside. And, and we, we're actually getting quite a good response from the people walking by and, and some people stopped and said, oh, this is really good, what you're doing. I'm, I'm, I'm vegetarian or I'm vegan. We, we talk to those people, um, especially vegetarians, yeah. and say, what? what do you know <laughs> about what goes on in the dairy industry or the egg industry? And they'd say, oh, God, really? Oh. And hopefully that plants a few seeds in, in, in
0: Fantastic. Them. Yes, um, that's great.
1: And um, – and he, the butcher inside, noticed this, and he comes out and he, he's throwing. He, he has just has a couple of buckets of water and just th- throws them on the ground directly at our at our feet. And we're, we still we just stand there and like, why why did you do that? Don't be stupid! Don't be stupid! <laughs> oh my god! And then he comes out and he gets really really angry with us, rips the the picture out of our hands, and says, look, live and let live, guys. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh! Okay, now let's tell that to the cows
1: that you're. Uh huh. That's yeah. You would have said. I can't remember exactly what we said, but it would have been along the lines of. That's exactly what we're trying to. What we're trying to say. Yeah,
0: this is fantastic. I love it. Oh man, what a concept! This is the kind of thing that you're doing. This is peaceful vegan education, and um, I love the fact that. Uh, You know, he's the one who lost control, and you guys didn't. I think that's a great lesson. You don't have to do radical things. And, you know, the bottom line is for anybody who wants um, that kind of attention, um, we were talking, I was talking to Roger about it on my first interview with him, where he's like, You want to get in the papers or whatever? All you got to do is stand there and they're going to (laughs) start screaming. That's exactly right. They'll break stuff and they'll throw (laughs) buckets of water at your feet by the sounds of it. So, you know, it's not necessarily um, what you want, but at least um, you're standing there looking quite sane and they are looking. Rather insane. So that's also another complete reversal of the stereotype, um, which is very important.
1: He he like before he came out. Yeah, we were getting a few people, but only the people that were on our side of the street and walking past and saw exactly what we were doing. When he came out, you know, there were a fair few people across the road and on the corner and, and down the street. And as soon as he came out and started yelling and doing whatever he was doing everyone stops and everyone wants to come over and say hey what are you guys doing <laughs> and and it just gives us more reason you know gives yeah. us more opportunity to talk to more people
0: oh that's so cool it sounds like you're a really good coordinator so congratulations i'm really glad that you're doing this and um, what do you reckon about uh, this farming these farming uh, cultures did you have anybody come up and say well, we're, you know, how are we going to make a living or what about our industries or anything like that? Or did you not even encounter that?
1: Um, well, not many people have actually, they'll, they'll say, what about the farmers? But they, they won't really want to listen to a response anyway. But we'll, we'll, we'll give them one and we'll say, well, you know, they, we, we want to help the farmers move out of that and, and go into a more sustainable, more ethical way of living and, you know the people that come up and say, "What about the farmers? What about this they 're missing first of all they 're missing the point and it's it, they 've already got that set of mind of the frame of mind of you know they they're the mostly they 're the ones that are just going to be they 've got that barrier
0: I think. yeah it's speciesism um, it's absolutely that's you know that, we're fighting against that because I have been um going on um I still kind of sometimes go on forums online, and you can get a person to admit that they are that they are against gratuitous violence. The barrier is speciesism that 's the barrier because you can go on a forum and you can say you can get a person to admit that they are um, don't agree with unnecessary violence they think that it's wrong that they um, realize that you've presented enough evidence and I'm using an example that someone else has told me recently I'm not going to name any names but I know somebody who's had this exact conversation and I've pretty much had it as well you can get them to we admit have yeah, we probably have you get them to admit <laughs> that we can be we can survive in a plant based diet you can get them to admit that we don't need to wear animal products you can get them to admit all these things and then the bottom line is it's so like okay great so now you understand why you need to go vegan and the uh, answer is still no and then the answer is why and the answer is well because they taste good well if you if you are still looking at them as things then you don't even apply the morality to them so it is really speciesism that we're that we're up against and I'm trying to learn um, from I really want to learn how to break that barrier of speciesism because I believe in the logic of the arguments of abolition and I know they're the right thing to do and I know we're doing the right thing and um I really want to be able to break this barrier of speciesism because it's all pervasive and it's like so frustrating but um, there's got to be a way to break through this and, and I do believe the way is to do what we do which is to have this message, this unequivocal message and I think you're doing such awesome things and you've just inspired me. I'm, I'm a little less um, – I have to admit I'm a little bit of a coward when it comes to confrontation. I really yeah, do. Yeah, well, it,
1: that's, it just, just depends on what type of person – you are you mm. know, not everyone not everyone can go out the front of a butcher store and do that <laughs> and not everyone it just depends like what you're mm. comfortable doing do what you're comfortable doing as as Francione was saying in an interview that I was listening to with you um as far as as far as helping animals go if you're vegan you don't have to do anymore it's great if you do and I, and we all hope that we you can but if if you don't feel comfortable then you know you're not you're not contributing you you're actually you're already doing the most important thing
0: yeah i think so i mean i think you're right about that i wish there were more people i was going to ask you now about um how, how i i'm very um uninformed about Australia especially with I'm, inf- I'm, I'm uninformed about uh, the animal movement in the world because I'm so new to it so help me out here a little um, do you have a big uh, welfare group there or a representation um, by PETA or something in Australia and have you guys um, ever sort of I mean what's the issue what's the deal over there with regard to animal welfare
1: Yeah, well we, we've got both. Well, we've got the RSPCA of you have you got the RSPCA yes
0: we do yes yeah. we do
1: and the one of the most annoying heartbreaking things is, is sitting there watching tv and an ad comes on for the rspca saying all creatures great and small that's that just it's just it's unbelievable how, how they can get away with it it's like it's like fraudulent advertising um but and then we've got also a group called animals australia which is um uh, yeah they they do the cage-free eggs and the, um Actually, this this was see um when I first got joined ALV or came into contact with ALV, uh, the people I was speaking to they were saying like you're abolitionist right yeah ab- abolitionist, and I said what well what what's abolitionist and you know what like what's the <laughs> alternative <laughs> like only, like of course I, I'm for the abolition of um of animals as as property and. They said, oh, okay, good. But, and I was like, so who, so who isn't? And then and then I remembered there's this really great restaurant. It's only a vegetarian restaurant, but it's, you know, the, the, how many vegan restaurants are there in the world? It has a lot of vegan food. And they also display leaflets. Um, they display some of our leaflets, but they also display some of the Animals Australia leaflets. And before I came into contact with ALV, I remember picking up one, and they've got a campaign called Save Babe. And, it, it, you know, it had a, a picture of a cute pig on the front and then on the back it showed them inside factory farms. And I just, before I read it, I thought it was just great. And then I looked down the bottom and it said, please buy free-range pork. And this, you know, I wasn't familiar with Francione or anything, Francione, but as soon as I read that, I was like, that's not really animal rights is it like that's not really what why, it's why kind would,
0: of it's a weird thing to do isn't it and you see
1: it it didn't make any sense to me at all
0: yeah
1: um and so and also i remember even just as soon as i went vegetarian i was talking to a friend of mine about her dog because she kept saying something about her dog i can't remember what it was but i i said well he's not really your like he is your dog but you don't own him and she's like yes i do <laughs> and, it's like, but really, you don't own like he's yours in the same way a child is is a mother's, but it, like he he's his own, he's his own person. Um, you know what I mean by person? Yes. Um, like animals as persons. Um, yeah. So it was something that I I felt and and thought was like the, well, it seems like the only way to go, really. Well, it is. It is well yeah.
0: done though, because um, yeah. you know um, you sort of managed to um. Not uh, go down the, that road, and you manage to actually see the the strangeness of it. Um, I love that, what you told about that pamphlet, because I have another friend, and I'd love to read, I, w- I was gonna read out what she wrote, but she she said, look, the, a lot of, a lot of the times what people say to me is like, what about the videos? You know, Peter does all the videos, or da da da. And I'm like, the videos, the footage, you know, footage is the, is exposing the truth, footage is fine, but the, me- if the message along with the footage is eat food free range, then the footage is useless. And I've heard other stories of people who've seen all this stuff, and then gotten all like, on, and then gotten totally confused by this, mixed message and really gotten confused by it and um and uh I didn't even really get a chance to do anything I mean I kind of um saw earthings and I went on the earthings forum and I'd already written my check to Peter but I hadn't even I mean I just went on their website and I thought that they were animal rights I didn't do a lot as you can tell I don't do a lot of background research <laughs> but now I'm learning to do that I am I am but I got introduced to Gary Francione and I was like Bingo, and I thought to myself, he's the only per- you know what? what what Peter doesn't do this? what do they do yeah, yeah, you know yeah,
1: because it just like um I don't think I've ever had this in, in everything that I, I read um I don't think I've ever had it's almost like to me it's almost like how how does um he's not really saying anything that that um like what he's saying is so obvious. If you if you just think about things, it's it's so obvious. Like, it's so simple. Um, If you read his essays on on, on his blog, and you, you just read it, and it just makes so much sense. There's no there's no complicated um, talk. There's no academic academic words. That it's just straight to the point. You know, and that's what I think the the whole thing is. It's like you don't need to use animals. So why do you? And it, it can it can very easily just be reduced to that. There's no there's not even any real need. At at the basic level, you don't need to start talking about factory farms and and all of that, and and say free range and this and that. No matter what, how the animal is treated, you don't need to to treat it. You don't need to own it, and use it for anything. So why do? You?
0: Mm-hmm. I agree. To me, um, it's almost like I feel like it's traitorous. And I I don't want it to be a direct attack on people. But if you're not representing the right not to be property, you're letting them down in a really horrific way. You're letting them down and you're not representing them the way that they deserve to be represented. If I was a slave, I would want people to fight for my right not to be a slave on the fundamental level. And I think that it is traitorous to um, continue to perpetuate the um, species the speciesism and the property status um, I really want to make clear that I'm not using that word well it's 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 a bad word but I think it's it's a confusion um, but it actually it is actually letting them down maybe a better way of putting it less sort of uh, what's the word incendiary way of putting it is letting them down because to me I feel like it's it's um, it's not fair it's not enough and I and it's not justified to, to promote welfare. It's not justified to do that because you're perpetuating the, the property status. I wish more people would understand this. Um, if it makes sense to me, who's a, I'm a simpleton. Um, like you say, it, the beauty is in the simplicity. And uh, a child can understand this stuff. And more children need to be being told this stuff. So... Um, I'm really glad that you're doing that. Okay, so do you want to talk a little bit more about um what you uh you know, what you like to do and give me some more ideas?
1: Just on what you were saying there about not representing the animals properly. Like um the Animals Australia Group, they've got a campaign called um free Betty. And Betty is a chick and um it's the whole campaign is k free It's and you know that, that they've got a photo of, of a really cute little baby chick and it's next to it says free Betty. And you think, okay, d- why are they calling for you only free certain, certain Bettys, but not others actually not, you know, to, to still, to still have the same amount of imprisoned, exploited Bettys, but just have them enslaved in a different way. Like, I think that's total, total misrepresent- misrepresentation and there's nothing free about it. Like Even even that's like that's moral schizophrenia, really.
0: Oh, absolutely! It's total. It's 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 speciesism in action, in the saddest way possible, in the saddest way possible. And because these are the
1: people that are supposed to be fighting for the animals' rights, all animals, not just like the worst, the ones in the absolute possible worst conditions. You can't even compare it. It's like you can't compare. You know, like okay, you become disabled, heaven forbid, but this other guy, he became disabled and also his his partner died. Like, they're both horrible. They're both absolutely horrible. Neither should happen if it doesn't need to happen. Like
0: Yeah, and also I will say um, about this free biddy and you said it was a picture of a baby chick, like a little fluffy yellow one. Well, they look the same um, at that age, so for all we know, that was a bob. And let me tell you, in free range, the bobs get slaughtered yeah. in dumpsters by the. Family. So yeah. that's, you know, it is really horrific. And the thing that really scares me about this kind of stuff is um, the, they're kidding themselves. And I think that it's, it's, it is extremely self disillusionment because they know how horrific free range is
1: especially like all of these people are are vegan so that they all realize like francierian says this as well they're just it's dishonest yes when you take the abolitionist approach you're being honest you're not calling for anything less than what you think is what you believe in what you think is right and what is i i I think we can say it you know it's more than a belief and uh, like they everyone believes this it's just sort of it's moral consistency Again, another frenzy or anything, but yeah. So, so when these vegan pe- it's, v- vegans are saying, you know, buy buy cage free, why don't you just say go vegan? Why why can't you just say that? Why are you if if you think it's okay to tell people to buy cage free, why why don't why do you think that it's you should be vegan? Yeah.
0: Why are you Why are you not buying cage free?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they'll say, oh, because I, like free range is really bad too. And you say exactly. And they say, but people just aren't going to do it. And of course they're not going to do it if, if you don't ta- if you don't explain that that it's bad. And they'll say, oh, and then they'll go on the other tangent of um, it's incremental, and it it leads it, it's it leads to veganism if you say buy cage free. That's just total rubbish because if you tell someone it's okay to buy cage free. Why on earth would they think, okay, I'll buy cage free for a little while and then I'll go vegan? Why would they think that? Whereas if you say, um, if you say go vegan, they might be like, oh, I should really go vegan. I'll buy cage free. And then I'll go, like that, that's going to.
0: They already going to go there. That's what Roger says. Yeah. He says, you don't even need to push the welfare because it's already so ingrained. People do it. I've had that experience the other day. I spoke to somebody who'd never even heard the stuff. And um, I said to him, we finally at the end of everything, he said, well, there's always humanely raised, and I I didn't ha- I did not mention humane as you know very well. I did not mention humanely raised, and I said to him, "That's all a load of rubbish." I can send you videos of that if you really need to know, but all you got to do is think about it. But now I will. I would love to carry this a little further with you, Francis, because Roger uh, Yates left a comment on a podcast a while ago, and I haven't got around to addressing it. And he said this comment that we make on elitism is a really great thing, and what we're talking about now, what you and I, what you and I are talking about right now, is elitism with the welfare groups who accuse us of being elitist. So uh, with regard to Roger's question, I would like to explore that a little bit with your help, if I may, because I see it as extremely elitist to um, sit in a room and all be vegan um, and um, to actually have members who aren't vegan and unlike yourselves who are helping these members to actually go vegan and saying, you know, this is, you know, leading them towards veganism by being honest, telling those members it's okay for them to be vegetarian as long as they give us money and, oh, go out and donate yes. and raise money and yes. you can be vegetarian. It's all good. We're all the same. Vegans are vegetarians. I think it's elitism that they can sit in their little tower of power um, and say, we're special enough to be vegan, but all these other chumps – it's not good enough for them. So, where do you what do you think? Um, how can we um, kind of let the general public know that um, they're being patronized by these people?
1: Um, well, it's hard enough letting the general public know anything. <laughs> um, but like ALV, for example, we have a, a um, seasonal, quarterly newsletter that goes out. It's a magazine. I can, I might send you. That'd be great some stuff of ours if you I'd want I'd love it um okay um and so that goes out to all our members who might not necessarily be vegan but it it's like even to our members we're saying we're not saying it's great you're giving us money feel good we're saying thanks for your support and we remind them of what they if they want to help animals this is what we need to do and we'll you know so it's all you know the last magazine all about going vegan and, and um uh, vegan children and raising kids vegan, and um, which you've spoken about, which is great. Uh, so we are always saying, no matter you know, we don't care. If, we would prefer the whole world to go vegan, than and for us not to exist as an organisation. That's that's our total aim. We we don't really care. We I would I would personally prefer if instead of someone paying the twenty five dollars a year ALV membership they just and and stayed um you know maybe eating humanely humanely <laughs> raised or whatever but they should just go vegan yeah that they're doing more much more if they just they just go vegan and as far as getting that out to the general public uh, i i really don't know it other than just doing just
0: doing what um, we do
1: yeah yeah like and i go on the the animals animals australia has a, has a a good a very good outlet for young people that care about animals to go up. to, they have a forum and these are young people that aren't necessarily assigned to any sort of um, strategic ideology. They just care about animals and they talk and obviously they're a bit, they're going to be swayed because they're on the animal, animal Australia website, which is all the welfare stuff. But I go on there and um, you talk like they'll say something about humanely raised or, Whatever, and you just go. I just go on there and I say, well, don't, don't, These are the problems with it. We shouldn't be um, promoting this. I mean, what kind of an animal rights organization promotes the exploitation of animals, in regardless of what form? And that, because the on the forum they're not, you know, aligned in any way. They just um, they listen to that and they take it on board, which is good, I think, and it, it formulates some good discussion.
0: That's fantastic, because one of the things that we have to remember when we 're arguing with some you know philosophical Ning Nong who wants to talk about the nature of the universe and all that and why he 's you know so incredible oh, you know the reason that we can put up with these and, and continue to write the responses, even though we may very well know we 're not going to get through to this guy he 's already made up his mind and he thinks that he's some sort of the reason I do it, and the reason most of us do it is for the people who are on the fence who are reading this.
1: Yeah, yeah, who
0: aren't on anybody's side, who, whose minds are open. And yes, there are going to be people reading his stuff and saying, yeah, right on, brother, that's the way I feel. But we are trying to build a social movement to create more vegans. And so I do try to take into consideration, which is why sometimes I get a little – I mean, I don't let people walk all over me on the forums – um, I will um, you know I will stand up for it I'm not, i 'm I do I do I do always say let 's be peaceful. I have no qualms or pride about begging people to help me do vegan activism. I have actually begged welfareists to please, please, please in capital letters. I beg you, help us. Do vegan activism. Please promote abolitionist veganism. I have no pride when it comes to that. But when it comes to just everything I write, I, you know, the thing is, is that it's so easy for us. And I feel sorry for somebody who's trying to argue the welfareist point of view because it's impossible yes. to do. It's,
1: it's it's because it's just it's just the same thing as trying to argue for for meat or or dairy or whatever in the first place. Yeah. So what you said about the fence sitters, reading that, like that's really important. That's why I do it as well because. It, because the the logic in in the argument is going to be very obvious when you compare it to the alternative. Like if someone if someone writes their, their stuff about what you know what about the welfarist stuff or, or about whatever, and then your um, response is right next to it, and and someone who is coming into it with a, a, like a fresh slate looks at, at the one article and then looks at the next article. Provided they look at it from a logical point of view and not from the point of view of, I'm just going to do what's easiest. Um, from from the logical point of view, they will read both and then they'll they, – well, as far as I can tell, they will just – they'll have to see um, why, why we – do what and believe in what we what we do and believe
0: yeah logic prevails we hope and roger roger yates is very good at you know he knows he's done a lot of study and i i love talking to roger i love talking to gary as well um of course because i try to learn from them um i love talking to roger because he's a sociologist and that is so incredibly useful if you ever get a chance go on his stuff and read his stuff so he'll say to me i'll say it's so logical roger it's so logical and he'll say to you and I'm like, uh, but it has to be logical to everybody. And he's like, not necessarily. Now we have to be aware of that. But I will say that um, logic does prevail. And I will say that um, when I talk to people, and it's quite sad to me in a way, every single person says, like Gary says, "Oh my gosh, I've never heard it. Put I've never heard this before in my life. They have never in their life heard somebody say, you know what." you shouldn 't be using animals at all humane is not, humane is rubbish, and they shouldn 't be our property they 've never even heard that, and it does make them think and I you know and it is breaking down these we are dealing with counterproductiveness and that is that is sad that is sad um, but the greatest thing of i mean i'm i 'm very very lucky I breathe a sigh of relief because my job is easy what I do. What I talk about is easy. There's no. The truth never changes because it's always the same. So no matter what anybody says, my answer is going to be the same. Now I have to learn to bite my tongue. And let people ask the same questions over and over again. Gary Francione has answered these questions for 88 million times. And my, his patience astounds me. And I love it. And I learn from it because I haven't been following his, you know, his writings that long or his seeing him on forums that long. And I will see the same question after the same question, the same question, the same question, the same question, the same question yeah. from all these different people. And he answers it the same way because the truth doesn't change. So our job is easy, but you have to be patient because you 're going to get the same questions over and, over and 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 over again, and you have to just answer them and then that way anybody who looks at you know anybody who looks at what I write from the beginning to the end if they look at this forum or that forum or this other forum there 's no contradictions there at least if there is, I hope people point them out because I am still learning so i 'm still trying not to trip up but the bottom line is our message is the truth, and the truth doesn 't doesn 't lie it doesn 't change so It's just a matter of letting them talk and then finding out the way their mind works because everybody's different. And the way that logic... Logic is logical, but some people might not. So the way you talk to some person, you keep the message the same, but you're dealing with different social conditioning. You know, speaking to um, um, a Muslim from Iraq, which I've never had the honor to do about veganism, but if I did, I might approach him a little differently even in my language and the way that I speak than I would from somebody from Australia or somebody from New Zealand. So...
1: You know, you do. You have to have. A, and this is something that I'm still learning as a, as an 18 year old. You have to have the tact to to adapt to different people and the way different people um, think and and their social conditioning. You have to be able to do it because when I started, I mean, it's actually had quite a positive result. But um, when I when I first, you probably had this, a similar feeling. When I first, well, I think we all have a similar feeling. Um when I first realized when I first woke up um, i i'd go to school and i 'd sit with a group of ten or fifteen friends and and some of them would be eating their ham sandwiches and i'd just i'd just go off at them I would just you can't do that I'm like why do you want to kill an animal it's not fair why would you want to kill because it, just leave me alone just like and this this one on for about two weeks by the end of it, my friends didn't want anything to do with me however about 10 of those friends are now vegetarian and about three or four of them are vegan but i don't i, I don't think that's um an effective way to go about things like today <laughs> i um I went and spoke to my sister's philosophy class back at my old school, where I was like that really militant, aggressive person. Um, and my, because my sister's also vegan, and um, her philosophy teacher saw me in the paper and said, Oh, is this your brother? Wow. Like, get him to come in and talk to the class, because the teacher's vegetarian, and his partner's a vegan. And, so today I just noticed how much I, I had changed and how much I'd learned when it comes to dealing with people. And so I spoke to the class and I'll, I'll tell you what I did because I, I think this was a good way of um, of doing vegan education, but not all of us have the opportunity to go into a school and, and talk to, to teenagers, which would be absolutely fantastic if we did. But um, anyway, so um, what I did was I went in and – I showed, I got the class, I brought in my laptop and I, I showed the class a video of cats and dogs being slaughtered and, and um, farmed in Korea, and it was a pretty graphic video. And they all, you know, and then at the end of it went for about a minute and a half. And at the end of it, I said, "Okay, how do you feel about that? How does that make you feel?" And every single one of them, "That's disgusting. That's really cruel. How can people do that?" And I said, I agree totally. And then I played a, a few clips of similar things happening to chickens, and pigs, and cows, and lambs, and then stopped that and said, okay, how do you all feel about this? And they all looked at me as if to say, you really shouldn't have shown me that. Um, <laughs> and you know, they responded and said, well, that's bad too, uh, and then this this is um like the truth is the truth, yeah. What you were saying before, and so they responded with that they knew they felt it was bad. You can't see those images. I don't think anyone can see those images and think, oh, listen, that's fine. Look, we've got to eat. Even if you do strongly believe that you we have to eat meat to live, they, they're not going to be happy about seeing that. And so one of the guys said. He said, but but look, um, like, that's horrible. That's obviously really horrible, but, like, mothers just, you know, they want to feed their children. They want to, like, milk, for example, they want to feed their children milk because that's it's nutritional and, and they need their nutrients. And so that's, that's what they've been raised to think, and there's nothing unless they come into contact with some sort of animal group because no one else says anything about it. Um, well, not, no one really. Maybe the one-off doctor or whatever. <laughs> But um, yeah, and, and so that that guy had an opportunity to speak to someone who had who had read unbiased material. Have you heard of the China study? I
0: have very much. So I'm dying to read it. I've got a lot of reading to catch up on. I freely admit that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I see. I haven't read a lot of these things, but I've just heard people talk about them and got the uh, idea and, and read a sort of summary. But so then I, I told him about that and, and what what that is. Um, is a, a scientist went to China and he studied rural Chinese populations and he, com- he compared the health of the ones that ate the most animal products to the ones that ate the least. And I, and I explained this to the kid that said, so what's, what's the disease you would think that the people that didn't eat many dairy products had? And they all said, oh, osteoporosis. They probably all had osteoporosis. And then I responded with what's in the study and it's a, it's a very like famous study, and it, it's well-respected. And uh, um, I said, well, guess what? The the people that ate the most animal products and the most dairy, they, they were the ones with the highest level of osteoporosis. And the people that ate the least had the least incidence of osteoporosis. Same same with various types of cancer and obesity and heart disease. And he, so, he sort of just looked at me and said, wow, I didn't know that. And so that's that myth debunked. That's... That's that gone for him, and then and but then there's plenty more. But that's just <laughs> that's one that's one myth that we've gone through, and this kid's learned something, and he's got one one less uh, untruth in his head to defend what what he does. And that the whole the whole um it's just it's just so horrible to see all all the the lies that that people believe. Like the whole thing was sort of like a tennis match, like. Um, I, w- I would say something or or um, show them something, and then and then the kids would be like, oh dear, that's that's not very good. But then one of the kids would come up with something like, oh, but what about nutrition? And and then I and then they'd all be like, yeah, what about nutrition? See, we are right. And then I'd respond and say, well, that's there's a lot of evidence to show this, and and it's it's a fact. Like I know people that have been vegan their whole lives. You can live very healthily on a vegan diet and they say, oh, and so it's going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. There's just so much work to do. But at the end of, at the end of it, I had a couple of people that were already vegetarian come up to me and say, oh, God, I had no idea that they, um, they had that, that they did that to, to animals and and that I never thought about the the usage and it just as a problem in itself and the property issue and, and I'm going to try and go vegan and I thought, that, that's great. And there were also a few people who were like, but isn't it difficult to go vegetarian like what would I eat and what would I buy and there was a, there was a um a girl who had been vegetarian all her life and I think she's vegan She turned vegan recently I think and her mom cooks a lot of um fake do you get a do you get a lot of fake meat in new zealand uh,
0: not not particularly I certainly don't look for it, so I really don't know because I don't go for that but um I know we're near as much as in New York when I first went vegan I was eating a lot of um of um, these these seitan bars, I make my own seitan though, because I I like to make um, Thai um, coconut curry and it soaks up the flavors so nicely tofu. But I usually just use tofu.
1: Yeah. Anyway, this girl she'd who'd been vegetarian all her life. Her friends would come over and her mum would always her whole family was, um, and she'd cook a lot of, a lot of just typical vegetarian vegan food, and also um, like fake meat and. And her friends would come over and say, "Well, this this tastes really good, what sort of Me, meat is this? this?" And 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 um, she said, "Oh, it's actually not. It's not real." They'd be like, "Wow, where do you get it from?" <laughs> um, yeah, and and so it, for people to find that it's a bit difficult. Yeah. But well, I'm sure in New York there's, there's not the problem, but in places like Australia and New Zealand, I think Melbourne is supposed to be the the most um vegan friendly city in, in Australia, but. Yeah, and, and so I said, um, and this is what this is what Animal Liberation, Animal Liberation Victoria should do, and do do. It's like they were saying, you know, it's it's difficult. I don't know what to buy or or what to eat or where, or where to shop. And I just said, here, here's an email address. Email me with any questions that that you have, and I will I will walk you through it. I can tell you where like what shops are good that are near you. I can tell you great restaurants. I can I can link you to some recipes that I love and and you'll love too. And so, you're you're not like I'm not going in there and saying, you've all got to turn vegan. I'm saying, let's do this together and let's all move forward and, and stop this horrible thing happening. And, and I'm not going to stand there and say you're a horrible person. I want to help you move forward. and I'll do everything I can to help help other people go vegan, including to give you know talking to them and. and directing them here or directing them there.
0: That's fantastic. You see, this is the kind of thing that, that that needs to be done, exactly what you're doing. I love this because it totally blows apart. It's
1: not elitist, is exactly. it? Exactly. It's totally not. And it
0: blows apart what people, people say that we think everybody's going to go vegan overnight. Look at you. You gave them an email address. You're a resource for them. If somebody writes to you and says, You know, if somebody writes, I mean, you don't expect them all to write to you the next day and say, I'm now vegan. I don't need your help. Goodbye. You don't go in there and (laughs) say, go vegan and then leave and don't leave them with any resources. We know what we're up against when we're getting, when we're trying to educate people about veganism. We know there's a million questions. I myself had to learn how to be a vegan. But you know what? There was tons and tons of advice out there if I could only look for it. you just got to navigate your your way around all the anti-vegan messages from the welfare people. So I love this. I'm so glad that you told that as well. And what you're doing is fantastic. Um, so grateful to you for doing that and that's the kind of thing that debunks everything that people accuse us abolitionists of being, they're so wrong about us and I wish that more people would help us do these kinds of things and it wasn't that hard for you, you didn't have to go, you didn't have to do anything clandestine, you didn't have to dress up in a costume, you just were you you're a vegan, you're healthy You're, um, you're, you're learning along with the rest of us how to talk to people and break these social norms and you're being a resource for these young people to write to with questions, you're not judging them, you're there if they have questions, you're not saying to them, are you vegan yet? Are you vegan yet? Are you vegan yet? You're like, this is how you do it. And if they say, but you know, I don't know how to do this. You say you can do that. And if you know, there's a million of us out there. I mean, I'm the same way. And I've told people this. I'm like, look, if you really want to go vegan, there's 10 million people in the world who will bend over backwards to help you. So there's no excuse. To, there's no excuse for not trying. But certainly, the reason they're not trying is because they're being told that it's too hard.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. If 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 animal groups are saying, you know, it's okay, just buy cage-free. We can't be bothered explaining it to you, or we can't be bothered helping you through that. Uh, of course, they're not going to. But if you if you meet someone, and I, I find this as partic Like if you meet a vegan, I find not it doesn't work generally with groups but if you just mean individual vegan and you say i want to i want to help animals they will say um you know they'll they will they'll bend over backwards to help you and they'll say oh and i've and that's the other thing people think we you know like oh what do you eat there's nothing to eat but like i the people that i know that like the most foodie people, <laughs> yeah,
0: are all vegan half, exactly.
1: half of what they talk about is just like, oh wow, have you tried this place? Have you tried that place? Have you tried this place? Have you tried this product? Because it's there's just so much out there that like you, you you're used to the three meat and and veg, and I mean yeah, three veg and meat. Sorry, um, and yet you and then you come up and you've got all these amazing salads and and dressings and and, and stir fries and curries and and. Bakes and, and roasts and all just amazing stuff.
0: It is amazing, and the most the best cooks that I know, you know, the most creative people, and the ones who know the most about nutrition. And I mean, you know, it's almost like obligatory. Also, because we have to defend ourselves all the time, um, and so we actually are quite knowledgeable. I'm learning a lot more than I ever thought I would learn about bacterium and the processes and, and calcium and all these wonderful things. And um, you know, we're living proof. And so um, I love the fact that you're actually. Getting a chance to go into these schools and that you were invited to go and speak to them, and you presented, you know, such a great, great image because you were—you didn't go in there and 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 talk craziness. It was pure logic. You had the answers for them. You were—I um, think that this is—you know—we're going to make a difference, Francis. We are going to make a difference. We already are, and um, well, we can see it. Yeah, yeah. So, the more people we can get um, just to do this and it's not hard at all it's so much less work than trying to tell people well first of all you have to do this and give up those kinds of eggs well these eggs are better but we're not really going to tell you the truth about these eggs because they're also horrific but and then we'll we'll, then we'll move on to why leather is bad and then we'll move on to no 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 veganism peace it's very simple it's very easy to do Um, but um, we're vilified for it
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, like um the peace thing it it, it is it uh, it's very much an extension of of the peace movement i think it, it's the ultimate it's, it is it's just it's nonviolence at its core it's it's peace and compassion which we all all things that we we all say that we want um it, that's what veganism is it's the ultimate statement of that um like um it's like it's like the john lennon thing You're, like, you you know, the war is over if you want it, how they put up the big billboards all around the world saying war is over if you want it. It's exactly the same. It, 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 violence can be over if we want it. it you all, if we could all wake up tomorrow, and if we want it, we could have it, and we've just got to keep We need to keep telling people that.
0: I agree. I absolutely agree with that. And I will say that um, every individual can personally end um, the violence that they're committing in their life. And I think that it's very important to make a distinction for these people who try to get all – Uh, They try to trip us up all the time and say, well, you're not perfect. We're not saying we're perfect. Well, you're still causing harm. We're not saying we're not causing harm. We're saying we're ending violence. Violence is a deliberate act of harm caused against another being. Violence is the act of violence. So the fact that I'm a human and maybe, you know, I I, I have products and all these things, that's not the same as eliminating violence from your life. And Every single person can decide, to have a life free of violence and in their own actions that they do. And I think that that's a very important message that we are um, trying to to, um, to spread because at our core, we are a peaceful being. You see the faces of war and they are faces of terror and distress and and, 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 and children crying and nobody wants that. And um, if, if we could just um, get a few more people uh, waking up to this, we're really going to... Um, You know, things things are going to start to happen, and um, I am. uh, Every time I talk to somebody like you, or find out about somebody like you, it just it makes it makes it even more inspiring. Okay, that was part one of my interview with Francis from Animal Liberation Victoria. Website is www.alv.org.au. And I put a link on um my site, and i'm going to put a link to um the uh, youth uh website, which uh Francis is coordinating and so I hope you're enjoying this interview and if you have any comments or questions please email me nzveganpodcast at me.com if you have any comments or questions and also you can go on the website of Animal Liberation Victoria and you can email them directly also. Okay stay tuned for part two.